Hello, I'm Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and with me today is Zachary Quinto, and we are Rock Spock and Two Smoking Microphones. <laughs> you know what? As a, as intros go, that's, that's strong. I think I'm, I said I'm... Dwayne The Rock Johnson, like, close to Dongson, I don't know. I didn't say it right, that's all I'm going to say, but it's fine. Well, I got the joke out. It, it was really strong, to be fair. It wasn't what I was expecting at all. I had like another idea. I was going to say something like, "I'm your resident rock star, Connor." <laughs> that would have been good. <laughs> but no, I, feel, I think you've opened very strongly. But no, I'm not Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I'm Connor, and with me is Harry. Hello. Hello. And we're we're, we're trying this again. We did this before. Yeah, like, what three years ago? A while ago. A while ago. Probably longer than three years ago. <laughs> Yeah, Jesus. But we had two different names before then. I'm not going to say them on here, just in case. <laughs> They're very... The, fir- the first name... You can say the first one, I feel like, because it's... it's... The, first one was, the first one was Harvey's joke, and we just <laughs> ran with it, you know what I mean? Teddy Bear it's Destruction. Little... Teddy Bear Destruction. It was... That, was, that was... It was awful. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't a great name, was only, it? The only reason I said yes was because I was like, oh, if you abbreviate it, it's TBD, to be decided. <laughs> Of course it was. Oh, you know what? I completely forgot that that was yep. uh, why we abbreviated it. Was... I just, I was always just, I remember when he first said it and I was like, Teddy Bear Destruction? We like, were on the tube the... going somewhere central. I don't know what we were doing, but we were definitely get like on the tube at Ealing Broadway. Oh, could you remember what it was like to get the tube? I mean... I don't even remember, I don't remember what the tube was like anymore. To be fair, I probably would if I thought hard enough. I had to get it too much to go to work and obviously you did as well, but... <laughs> Yeah. Uh times when we wasn't in a national lockdown. Woo, we are in a lockdown. That's way to date us. Um <laughs> Then again, but which one? Then, That's how they'll never know. Which one? We're actually in the seventh lockdown. <laughs> it's actually twenty twenty four by the time this is released. And we're still waiting for the Snyder Cup. Oh, the Snyder Cut. I, I'm not going to lie to you, I'm buzzing about Snyder Cut. Oh, no, I'm me too. I'm honest. looking forward to it. The only thing that I'm annoyed by is that we still don't have many cinemas open in this country. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like where they're going to broadcast it as well, because like America's got HBO Max, and oh. the logical explanation would be Amazon Prime, and you have to rent it, but, yeah. but I just don't know. Like, it's one of those ones where I'd want to see it in the cinema, but then... Apparently it is going to be a four-hour-long movie. Yeah, and he I, confirmed it the other day. I don't think they'll probably do an intermission for four hours, right? They'd have to. They'd have to. They, for four I mean, hours. yeah, they would because I mean he originally put it together as four one-hour episodes, wouldn't they? So they'd just do it where the end of episode two was. I would have thought. I imagine so. I thought it was more that they were just saying it was might be episodes, but like I'm pretty sure Zack Snyder was making it as a film. Well, maybe. Maybe. It's funny that the first, I'm, thing we, I'm... first thing we're talking about is the Snyder Cut, and we're going to get all the DC bros coming in and listening, aren't we? Yeah. Hi, DC bros. I hope you're all well. Hi. How you dealing with, uh, how you dealing with uh, let's talk about some, let's, let's just, let's... let's just mark off some DC controversies that oh, we can make I was, about to say, I was about to say, you know, my biggest ones, which is I hate Suicide Squad and Batman vs Superman is terrible. Yeah, that's way to, let's get those viewers in, guys. Suicide Squad <laughs> was crap. <laughs> oh, but Marvel, oh yeah, the MCU, nothing wrong with that. No, we get paid by Marvel. So Absolutely we nothing. Have to say good yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. There is nothing know? wrong with the MCU. 
not a single thing. It's true though that even the oh. bad MCU films are good. Like they're not great, but they're they're all right. They're possible. Well, this is something I was actually going to say to you, though, because because me and my partner are watching through the MCU films. She's never seen them, mm. so um, rewatched four the other day. We're currently on we're on Iron Man three tomorrow. Ooh. But um, when we rewatched four, I always thought of four as a kind of like, eh, it's fine. It's not great. There's a lot of problems to it. But when I rewatched it, I really liked it. It's kind of gone up higher in my opinion. I I think. Thor is a good movie. I've I always I haven't seen it for a while now, but I always thought they had like pacing issues in it, especially like it feels yeah. like it feels like a two act film. So sort of. yeah. like I feel like there's a there's the obviously there's I mean I guess it's not obviously but there's the stuff in Asgard and then on Earth, and then suddenly it feels like oh the the you know the warriors free and Sif have arrived. Yeah, it does feel like a first act and then a third act kind yeah. of film. There's like it skips the middle act entirely. But, but I guess if you actually like, you know look at it properly, you can probably pinpoint exactly the first, second, third act. But it's been a while since I saw it, and I, I feel like I need to give it a break for me, otherwise I can't. Yeah, I just because I tried doing an well, MCU rewatch, I got to Iron Man two, and I was like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Thing is, I think I think I've felt the same. With Marvel as a whole, so obviously last uh, in twenty twenty when we didn't get anything really film wise, we didn't get anything film wise. <laughs> yeah, um, it, at the time it was a bit very much like, oh, you know, I want to see how Spider Man's resolved, I want to see Black Widow, I want to see Eternals. But then thinking about it, and now One Division has started. Yeah, it was a it was very much a welcome break. Like by the time the first episode of One Division came on with the with the pre titles, I was like, no, I actually feel refreshed and all right to actually watch this now whereas before if i think if it if it had gone into 2020 it would have i would have burnt out on it Mate, very quick yeah i i get that i get that opinion like from a lot of people i don't think i would get burned out on the newest like on seeing new stuff it's just when i'm re-watching things i guess that's when i burn out but i would have been fine if we'd still got all the marvel stuff last year like i think i would have been okay with it but because I don't, I don't know. I was never really feeling the burnout myself. I, I'm not the biggest yeah. fan of Spider-Man: Far From Home. I like it, but I mean, I, I am. Fair. I'm grateful that we've had a break as well because it, it it gives it a chance to make everything feel fresh again. Yeah, it feel it feels very much like even though it's Phase Four, it feels like we're starting again at Phase One, yeah. and it's that it's that build up of excitement of finding out. Oh, yeah. You know, eventually, who the, the what big story arc is going to be, and obviously, I'm sure we'll talk about one division all that in a minute. But like, yeah. you know, it's, it's it's all that it's all that mystery and build up again that's really exciting which, for me. Which bring in that just to bring in one division quickly with that. A lot of people I've spoiled. I haven't I haven't actually seen people saying it. I've seen people responding to people saying it um, okay. on Twitter and stuff. But people saying that they feel like one division is moving too slow, but. Marvel fans mm. waited to see the build-up of the, the MCU over 10, 11 years. They can't watch a nine-episode series over the course of eight weeks. I think, I think, at least, at least for me, the first two episodes I did find were a bit. They were good. I enjoyed it, but then I was also like, oh, the comedy doesn't really land as much. But it's, it's all right. It's not too bad. Yeah. I think that's. Um, the... I think it was. I was episode. Saying, I sorry. The... Yeah. No. <laughs> I'll say I think that's the point with the comedy is that it's very dated. 
Yeah. Like there were some little lines in there where I'm like, oh, that was that was funny, but yeah, otherwise no, that it's very dated, and I think that's meant to be the point because it's meant to be like, oh yeah, that's not how things are today. Um, yeah, no, I guess. Obviously, the it's a classic trope, you know, the uh, the story of oh my boss is coming to dear and everything's going wrong. That that's a classic comedy trope. I think I've even seen The Simpsons do it a few times. So. Yeah, I think, even I, just, then, I think I think I was like, even when The Simpsons did it, it was as parody. Like that's how old a trope that is, and I think it made sense for One Division to do that because it is the biggest trope. Um, but as it, I liked the first two episodes together because it gave us one episode that was almost purely this, like you know, this sitcom, and then the second episode actually yeah. started to introduce more of the oh wait things really aren't you know right here. We saw a bit of that in episode one, but episode two, it's there more. Yeah, I think I do think episode three is where it really starts to kick off, though. Yeah, and I think that's where it really starts to kind of get into its own and really find its kind of footing, I guess. Yeah. Um, which then obviously uh, develops over episodes four and five. I mean, I would say should we should we recap it, but I'm sure I'm sure people are watching it, right? Like they can't. Oh yeah, be if, people... if um. If you are, yeah, we're gonna just we're probably gonna spoil it, right? Oh no, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, like hundred percent gonna. Spoil. Our podcast saying, is one big spoiler. Yeah, I'll say yeah, we're gonna spoil every, anything we talk about. So you've been warned. <laughs> I mean, and that's coming. I'm Spark. He's Rock. I just want to also make that clear, right? You're Rock. I'm Spark. Yeah, yeah, and it's not in reference yeah. to Dwayne the Rock Johnson. It's because I like rock music, but I actually like metal. But rock sounds better in the title because it's a play on. Lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. <laughs> yeah, a film. I'm being a film which I'm I'm gonna guess neither of us have seen. Never. I'll be honest. I didn't really remember even hearing of it until you told me. Okay. Yeah. No. I've never I've never seen it, but I probably will watch it. I think I've heard good things. I feel like now we're ripping off the name a little bit. We should probably watch it. Yeah. Maybe we'll talk about yeah. it in the, in that coming episode. <laughs> we'll exactly. But that's what this that's what this podcast is. You know, it's just it's rock and spark, chilling. Yeah talking about all things pop culture that we yeah. would usually talk about just with a microphone. <laughs> Ten minutes in and we're finally telling them what the podcast is about. I was just thinking, yeah, I was thinking in my head that maybe we should kind of bring it up really quickly, you know. Yeah, just it it's a ramble. It's, it's, it, this might be an unofficial episode. We don't know. We're just This is just a test, really. But if it, it is the episode yeah. one, it's the beginning. It will be cool. We could, call, we could call it we could call it the unofficial episode one, and then episode the next zero. episode can be called. Uh, yeah, episode. This is episode zero. This is like a little. It's like a really long trailer. Yeah. Of what you're, what you're going to expect. Yeah, exactly. Actually, I think that, I think that's a very good way of putting it. Yeah, it's a, tra- it's, it's a trailer of us. Um, no, we haven't great. we haven't really talked about us too much, but that doesn't matter. You're not here for that. <laughs> you're not here for us. You're here to hear. You're here to hear our opinions on like Marvel our and DC sweet, and films. Our sweet, sweet opinions. Uh, you know, and TV and video games. Yeah. <laughs> video game. I and that's what we'll give you. You're gonna get what you wish. I haven't touched any new video games for a while. I just started playing Control. Oh really? Um, from the makers of Adam Wake. Yeah, it was free on. Because I am a PlayStation bro, and it was free on PlayStation Plus. It's very trippy, man. It's it's very. I don't really know what the story is. I've been playing it for like two days. It's good though. Was it free? But I've been more into I've been more into TV and film. Was it free this month or last month? This month. Just been okay, released. so it's just okay. So um, I didn't realize the new ones have been released, but of course they have. Yeah, cool. 
I'm also a PlayStation bro. Yeah. The thing is, I was talking to my friend. I was talking to my friends about this actually, about like you know when it comes to uh, game exclusives hmm. to the to the consoles, and I think there's there's obviously pros and cons, and like, I love the fact that we get because PlayStation exclusives are very much built on a single player experience, right? Yes. I think what Xbox does better is that they're built for both single and a multiplayer experience. Xbox is, I think, I don't know, I, I don't know a lot about the first, the PC's gone off. I don't know a lot about the first, like, Xbox itself. I know my cousin had one and we played the, the, the whole game on there. But, um, nice. I know, Strong. Definitely, definitely from Xbox 360, they were always focused on the online multiplayer experience. Yeah, and there's there is games on the Xbox that I love to play, like the Halo games. Yeah, and like, you've got the new the new Halo. Um, I want to say the Halo Collection. My friends will kill me if I'm getting that wrong. <laughs> I apologise, but you know stuff like that where yeah. I look at it online and it's like I would love to experience that story and experience the multiplayer because oh, I just know that I know how great that'd be. I... But then I'm like, can I can I fork the money to get Another an Xbox yeah. for that game? Yeah, of course. That's that's very true. It's like it, it, it's annoying that it is a you have to pick and choose. That's why I'm hoping we see more crossplay happen. But going back to Xbox with their, with their exclusives, I've said to many people, my favourite racing game is Forza, and I've never owned an Xbox, but I used to play it around my cousin's house. It's a great racing game. And Gears of War 2 is one of my favourite games ever, because I played it yeah, multiplayer that, with my cousin. Yeah. Well, that's another reason I'd love to get an Xbox as well, because it's like... It's it's Gears of War games. I've watched some oh, yeah. playthroughs of the most recent one, and it just like the thing. I think the thing. Don't get me wrong. I do think the PlayStation does single player games great. Like we have God of War, Spider Man were amazing games. Yeah. But then I look at I look at the Xbox ones, and they look f like just more fun. I guess is I don't know if that's the right word. I, but... I probably not the right word, but. They're, they're, they're different like they are they're all different and they both have their positives and they both have their negatives um and i think uh, something i can be happy about is that i have a gaming pc so i can play xbox games on there some i you guess you can um I, I don't just i haven't but i could and i like having that potential because at least that opens a wider net and especially with how obviously microsoft bought bethesda and i like some bethesda games well, yeah, I mean, they're making the new indie game as well, which yeah. is... Yeah. I'm company... very nervous that it's probably going to be just an Xbox game. I don't think a company like Bethesda will be uh, completely Xbox exclusive. And even if it is, it's also, like, again, it will be available on PC as well. But with games like, uh, whenever it comes out, Elder Scrolls Six, any future Fallout games maybe... Uh, or any future Doom games, I don't think they're going to want to keep that to one platform. I think they'll be timed exclusives, and then they'll eventually yeah. come out on PS4 or PS5, so on PlayStation. Yeah. So I don't. I'm not worried about that too much because I don't think they'll. But they could. They 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 very well could turn around and be like, no, we want to. We're going to make it completely exclusive to Xbox, which is, which is annoying. But then also. PlayStation has its exclusives that I know Xbox users will be annoyed by for, like, with um, the Spider-Man game God of War and stuff like that yeah I'm excited for God of War Ragnarok this I, year I still need to Is finish uh, I don't think it's coming out this year I don't think they announced a release date I think they just announced it's coming it might be, really this, year. be this year I, I haven't even played I haven't finished the first one 
first one's amazing, man. <coughs> so good. But I'll get to it. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, we've just said we're PS4 bros, but we've spent the past five minutes saying that we really want to get Xboxes at the same time. <laughs> well, it's we like we like exploring video games, and like, yeah, we have loads available to us on PlayStation, but I'd like to, yeah, give it a go, give Xbox games a go more. I don't anymore yeah. because I don't actually know anyone that owns. Well, I know one person that owns an Xbox One, um, but he he doesn't use it, so. <laughs> Yeah, I know a few people. I think, I think if I got it for anything, it would be for the Halo, like all the Halo games, so I could experience them. Yeah, I'd like, I'd love to say that I've just sat down and experienced them and I've played them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think I've not really touched any new games recently. I've been very much, uh, I've been very much watching a lot of TV and a lot of film. Um, yeah, exactly. Same. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah. <laughs> like the main, I think, I think it's fair to say the main thing that we've probably both been watching is One Division. Getting yeah, back no, to One Division. Making sure I watch that every Friday. Um, uh, it's watch, just it's it's it it's all just kicking off, isn't it? It's all going mad. It's it's crazy. Like it's, I'm really enjoying it. Like for what it is, I, I do feel like the show probably would benefit from have being dropped all at once. I feel that as well because yeah. of the nature of the of the nature of the show. But I guess like sitcoms actual sitcoms i guess you can say this is an actual sitcom as well but they they're weekly aren't they there's one episode a week and they're only yeah 22 minutes long that's probably what it is but i think we're so we are obviously we're so used to um having everything all at once but then we're also used to having our weekly shows be longer so for example game of thrones yeah no i think that's a good point i think like you said like we we're so we're so used to streaming culture now being being binged all at once unless it's something like you just said like like with game of thrones where it's this 50 minute epic and i think when they announced all these marvel shows it was very much a case of like oh we're gonna get we're gonna get marvel films but in in little like one hour chunks and we we you know it's gonna be amazing yeah. and then they were like oh actually they're gonna be more half an hour episodes like, oh, okay well at least i can binge them more it's like no it's gonna be week to week yeah well, i think it's definitely taking a bit of getting used to i think yeah i think the, i haven't really paid much attention to the lengths of all these episodes but they're kind of ranging they're not sticking within one like time slot are they it's similar to the mandalorian how it's like they're, they're telling the story you need to tell in the time they have like yeah in terms that's of, true the Mandalorian had what an episode as short as maybe twenty nine minutes, and then an episode as long as fifty, I think. Yeah, I like, think I think in terms of one division, I think the longest episode so far was episode five, which has just been released, and that was yeah. something like forty minutes. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. Um, so I mean, it's I'm glad it's doing that because it's not limiting itself to a time, and it's not trying to extend itself to a certain time. It's telling the story. <coughs> it's telling the story it needs to tell in you know in its time it's taking its time yeah and that's that's better than if it was to have been so for example with the the netflix marvel shows when they're 13 episodes long and they're definitely adding stuff they don't need because yeah they i definitely reached that 13 episodes yeah i definitely felt especially with the netflix shows that a lot of it was filler yeah whereas i think i think the good thing about so far with wandavision is like like I said, episode one and two, they weren't standouts for me, but I understand why they're there and why they honour these TV tropes. Because then when you get to episode three and four, which we'll recap in a second, like 
you you understand the previous episodes needs to be there to set up the overall mystery. Yeah. So it doesn't feel like when you look back on it as an overview, it doesn't it doesn't feel like there's a bunch of filler episodes. It feels like every episode's had a significant part to play in some way, which I think they've done quite well oh, yeah, compared definitely. to compared to Netflix. Yeah. Exactly. Should we? Yeah. Should we just do a brief like recap of what's gone on? Uh, yeah, you can. And if you, I think you're better at the recaps than I am. <laughs> let's right. Let's go. Well, let, let's get ready, ladies and gentlemen. Tell me what the so, story was. Uh, don't. Let's not rip that. Or, uh, okay, oh, no, let's not. <laughs> let's not say where it's from. Let's just go. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. So basically, we start with it's it's a certain amount of time set after Avengers Endgame. We never really told the specific amount of time, um, but we uh, just no, understand that it's 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 set after Endgame is all we know. After <laughs> Sorry, Endgame, um, <laughs> I think in episode in episode four, mm. um, I think when we see um, which one is Monica Rambo, isn't it? Yeah, which isn't a spoiler because everyone know, everyone obviously said she was cast as that anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, when we see when she goes to uh, to Sword in episode four, I think the director says it's been three weeks. Yes, I think you're right. So I think it's set. I think that part at least we don't know how long the rest of it takes place over, because we're led to believe obviously that that that, that Sword are monitoring the scenario for quite a, a while. Not a while, but some time. But it, <laughs> it, it's at least. At least three weeks after Avengers Endgame, we're led to believe. Yeah, because I know, I know. Also, the creator said it's after Avengers Endgame, but most of it is set before and then, con- then concurrently with Far From Home. Okay. Um, to kind of link all that together. Okay. Um, but I think yeah. So you, it starts with starts with Wonder and Vision moving into Westview. Um, this little town in New Jersey, I think. Yeah, it's New Jersey. And uh, they basically, they're fr- episode one, they're thrown into this black and white 50s sitcom. Yeah. Um, and it's basically them getting married and them living day-to-day life. But obviously, for all of us watching, we know that the last time we saw Vision, he was dead. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert. And then the last time we saw Wanda, she was dealing with all this grief. So it's now dealing with a case of why are they there? What are they doing there? Clearly, how, how the hell was Vision back? Mm-hmm. And then over the course of the episodes, we realise that they're possibly stuck in this kind of like alternate reality yeah. bubble, as it were. Someone's pulling um, the strings. Exactly. And uh, the episode we just got, which was episode five, five. Um, we found we. Oh, do I do I do we go straight in with the spoilers? I think let's just yeah let's just spoiler it. Talk let's about, just spoil let's just, it. We're talking about how we what our opinions are of it and stuff like that. So let's just go for it. Let's just go for it. So basically, in the episode, in the episode we've just been, we've just watched episode five. They've basically also brought in the multiverse by bringing in Quicksilver from the X Men universe. Yes, Evan Peters playing at this. Well, yeah, Evan Peters playing Pietro Maximoff. Yeah, I understand that my recap of this show has been very bad so it, far. Yeah, but we you, will break it down a bit more. If you're listening to this, you're probably a fan of Marvel anyway. So I'd be very surprised. Yeah, I think. And I think this show's being talked about so much at the moment, yeah. which again Marvel does really well. I'd be very surprised if well, it's, it's the best thing. I think it's from a from you know 
from a Disney Marvel standpoint, it's the best thing they could have done by making it weekly because obviously it keeps word of mouth. Everyone's talking about it. Same with Mandalorian. Everyone was talking about it. Uh, yeah, no, 100%. And uh, I think, again, I think that's what Marvel does so well. They're able to get these these plot points done in a way that it strikes up conversation with everyone. Everyone's just dying to talk about it. Yep. Um, and that, I, I, I do think as much as the week by week kind of annoys me, it, it I can see why they've done it in the order to after every episode everyone's now going oh I need to I need to throw some theories out I need to think about it I need to talk to someone about it because yeah. there's so much I can talk about oh yeah same um, after this after episode yeah. 5 I definitely was like I need to need to talk, I want to talk to somebody about this because I mean I expected it in that episode and obviously a while back we were there was news that Evan Peters had been cast in the show yeah for a good old like year or so I want to say <clears throat> so we kind of everyone's been kind of expecting this unless you've not been looking at news or anything like that for it but it was still one of those moments where you're like i'm so happy they're doing this yeah it was a it was a very much a punch the air moment for me yeah as well and i think i think as well because the thing about one division is they've already said that one division spider-man 3 and doctor strange 2 are all like this kind of trilogy in terms of the story arc that it's going to go through i know it's like they've obviously it's official that uh, Doctor Strange 2 is going to link into this. I think the stuff with Spider-Man is still just speculation, but yeah, I can see you know I could see it being connected in some way. Yeah, because now they've now they've opened up the the multiverse. I, my personal thoughts is that if we get to the nitty gritty side of it in terms of why why is Wanda there, and because it's very clear as you watch the episodes that everyone in this town of Westview that's inside this bubble is under mind control. And they're under some oh, yeah. sort of hallucination. But I think the show, what the show does well is I think it's trying to make you think that it's all down to Wanda. And it's all Wanda's doing. Yeah. But I personally don't think that's the case. I think Wanda knows what's going on. But I don't think she wants to deal with it or help it or solve it. Because she knows in doing that, she will lose Vision and her kids, which she has in the show. Yeah. Um, which is like these emotional ties grounding her there. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think yeah, no, I I do think there's more to it going on than it's it's just Wanda. They wouldn't have been like in episode four. It's all Wanda, and then it is like I feel like there's still more going on there. There's still, or maybe it is all Wanda, and there's just we need to obviously find out the reasons behind this. But I know I've heard some people talk about other thing link other things that link to the comics with uh, Scarlet Witch and stuff like that. I don't really know a lot about it to go into it or say anything because I don't want to be wrong, but. Yeah, it's very it's very House of M. Um, yeah, I've seen very, that comparison. It's very famous. Yeah, it's very famous uh, Scarlet Witch Vision comic, which is basically, again, I've not read it, and my understanding of it is that it's Scarlet Witch dealing with her grief. I want to say it's over the loss of Vision and her kids. Um, I'm not. Don't, don't quote know 100% me on that. About Vision, I know. I think it's something to do with her kids, but yeah, there's some. Sort yeah. Of something happens and you know the famous and she, no she, more mutants. she makes this yeah she makes this alternate reality for herself yeah um and i think i think marvel at mb like because i think I, I, again i think that's something that marvel does so well and in particular the universe and kevin feige as well um is the, the obviously the producer of all things marvel cinematic universe uh for those who don't know how do you not know who he is I mean, he's pretty much all things marvel but... <laughs> as well because i think he's in charge of comics we're not he's not actually in charge of them but he's like he oversees everything now that man is a that man is a, a nerd god. 
That's what I like to call him. But um, I think, yeah, I think they, what they do so well is they take these really famous properties of the comics, like what we had with Civil War and what they're going to be doing with Secret Invasion, and, and even if it's littler things and like House of M, yeah. and they twist it so that it's still it's still faithful to the original material, but it's also changing it to work in its own way. Um, and I, th- I, I generally think that it, they do do that really well. I think that's what they do better than DC movies. Yeah, personally. I think Marvel, they're very good at honouring their source material, but keeping it fresh. So you're not going into it being like, I know exactly how things are going to play out. Like, Especially the biggest example for that is Civil War, I think, because they handled that really well. But it's yeah, very different from sure. the, the actual comic event. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I think the thing with DC is, with their like main cinematic universe, is they don't they they either try too hard to honor the comics, or they don't try hard enough. There's no in between. I feel. Yeah, I. I'll say I don't want to go into too much of like you know, praising Marvel by you know, having criticisms on DC because they are two diff- very different things as a whole. I just yeah, of with, course. With D- DC, do lack that Kevin Feige. That's just that's obvious. Like yeah, I, yeah, a hundred percent. That's something that, and I, st- I like the direction that DC seem to be going in now, in that they're going to just make all these, all their own individual films, and they're going to still obviously try and do some universe building stuff, I imagine, especially with like Flashpoint and that. Yeah, but and I mean, DC I, still have some strong films as well. Oh, they do. Like that's that's um, that's a that's a given. They do have some really good, like entertaining films. I think it's that. Marvel have just handled that the universe better than DC. That's all. I, I mean, that's the clear thing. Like well, Marvel took their time, didn't they? They were like, yeah. "We're going to do this over the course of ten to eleven years. We're going to do it properly." But DC went for a Man of Steel, and then their next film immediately was right. Let's bring in Wonder Woman and Batman and do Pre Justice League. Yeah, which they was didn't allow three the years time later for it as well. To... Yeah, doesn't give it that time to kind of build the world more. No, they didn't. They they didn't take their time. Which they were going for something different, but they, yeah, they did feel rushed in the end. And there's obviously there's like we could go. You could go into DC stuff for a, a long time and anger a lot of people, and a lot of people might agree with you as well. But that's not. Let's not open up that can of worms. <laughs> well, no, and I mean, I mean, I'm not saying I hate DC by oh, any no. stretch. You know, what I mean? like like some films like I really enjoyed Aquaman personally. Yeah. Aquaman's so fun. Um, it's so it's it's Aquaman's it is dumb. Great. It is dumb, but it's so fun. Yeah. I mean, I love Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Mm-hmm. I liked Ben Affleck as Batman. He's not my favorite, but I did like him as yeah, Batman. He was good. I'm I'm so excited. It's probably one of my most anticipated films for the next 2 years is Robert Pattinson's The Batman. Oh yeah. And just that first trailer alone, I remember when it was released I watched it about seven times in a row because it was just it's the bit where he, where he does the beat down he goes yeah. I'm vengeance I, um, I was like yes you are I remember I remember as soon as I watched that trailer I bought uh, The Long Halloween on Amazon oh, and then I read that I, I, read I that. started reading The Long Halloween with the intention to be like oh, I'm going to read a little bit of this I read the entire thing in one one go that's amazing and it is really good there's a there's a foreword in it by um uh Christopher Nolan and David S. Goyer, I think. I think. Okay. 
I think I'd have to double. I'd have to double check. I can't right now because it's over there and I don't want to make too much noise. But um, and the way they talk about the the foreword was actually written before the Dark Knight came out. And they talk about That's how fun. there's inspirations, obviously taken from the Long Halloween for the Dark Knight. And when you read it, you're like, oh yeah, like I can see that in yeah. a lot of spaces. Long Halloween. Long Halloween is a really good, uh, really good Batman story. And I've only read two. I've read. Uh, year one and Long Halloween, they're both great. Oh, both of them are on my list. I want to read the Court of Owls saga as well. Oh quite yeah, badly. I, my Amazon wish list. I've got a specific wish list for like graphic novels and comics I want to get. I love and that. That's so like, organized. Yeah, the Batman Court of Owls stuff is in there. I need to get Hush. Hush. They just brought that out as a DC um, There's a, animated there's, film. Animated film came out a couple of years ago now, I think. Oh, did it? Yeah, they, the oh, most recent one is uh, they just did the Death in the Family interactive movie. Oh, I, was, I was so close to buying that the other day. I saw it in Tesco once, myself. and I was like, other shops are available. But I saw, I saw it there, <laughs> and I was like... Other, other superstores are available, yeah. kids. I saw it there and was like, oh... That's, is, at first I was like, oh, it's the new Batman. No, wait, it's the interactive one. I was, I was kind of turned off by the interactive nature of it. But yeah, I do want to get that pro- as well. Yeah, I feel like the problem with interactive... When it comes to, especially like with DC and Marvel, um, or com- comic books in general, right? an, an interactive DVD like they're doing Death and the Family, is it's very, I'd want to know every single outcome and every single, I want to see all the footage, Didn't they say but that I wouldn't, was, after like doing set. one sit yeah. sorry. Sorry. After and... doing like one sit through, I wouldn't want to do it again. I think there is a, there was a, I can't remember if there is, but like a, I think there's a feature on the DVD that you can watch each outcome. Like you can watch every, you might have to watch it oh. multiple times, but you can. And I guess yeah, it's more. It's like a game in that sense, then more than a film. I don't know. Yeah. I have never done an interactive movie, so I couldn't say for sure. But and I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the idea of it just kind of turns me off. It did. Yeah, I wasn't big on it when I heard about that. But who knows? Maybe it's great. I haven't actually heard any opinions on it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm sure it's great. I don't hate these. Like, I, I liked um, the Flash and Arrow, especially Arrow when it was on. But for me, I I like characters such as Batman and like his trilogy of Nolan films and mm-hmm. the old films with Keaton and really excited for the future for Batman. And I'm really excited for Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yep. But I think I think for me, Marvel just it just has just has my interest as that little bit more yeah. because it feels like they've taken the time to really work and set this world it doesn't feel rushed some films yeah you can say are a bit um here or there like i personally am not a fan of iron man 3 i know other people aren't a fan i like that film but they're not a fan of like Thor 2 for example but i like the fact they still went and released those films because it shows at least from a, a production side of it that they're, they're they're working to build this world yeah. and they're not just jumping straight into it with like imagine if we got an avengers film first and foremost i wouldn't have cared about any of the characters oh that's not exactly really. the point like when they made the when they obviously made iron man that was like we're, the, we're making marvel's b team of superheroes and now it's the highest grossing film in the world <laughs> so yeah yeah exactly um, but yeah no marvel did they did they did a really good job with building that universe early on you can say that the universe was at risk of going down a really really bad path but that was because of Ike Perlmutter yeah that's um, true and then when they just made the decision to be like nah you know what Kevin Feige you just 
do what you want with the films. You go and make the films you want to make. And you've just, this, I think there's great connections and there's also just great individual stories, I think. A lot of people still criticize Marvel for being too formulaic, but I don't think they are anymore. No, and I mean, I mean, they're not perfect in any stretch. No, they're not. But I just, I just, I just think they've they've set the groundwork a lot better. But they can't, and they be, do do. They can't all be perfect. They can't all be the Winter Soldier, but <laughs> <laughs> that's that, that I. Well, that's another thing. Like you go from Captain America one, which is very much a World War Two epic, and then it goes straight to Captain America two, which is a. More of an um, political thriller, thriller. Yeah. espionage, yeah, and then you go to the third one, which is this superhero ensemble. Yeah, do you know what I mean? They're, they're, even their own trilogies are so different. The full trilogy, you know, the first one is all this is about fantasy and and think and oh, yeah. big humans that want to explore it. The second one is actually getting a chance to have a little look into it, and then the third one is a comedy film. It's just straight up a comedy I, with I, fantasy. I, when I see people criticize Ragnarok, I'm like, they. How it's such a fun film. Like I get maybe that's not what uh, yeah. you want, but it's such. A I film. really it really makes me smile that film. Korg's my favourite. I love Korg. <laughs> I just think that film made Thor. You know, a lot of people don't like Thor being too jokey all the time, but I like that. I think it suits the MCU. Yeah, okay, the MCU can also have like every character has a comeback for everything, but I like Thor like that. I feel like he was too dramatic in the first Thor. And he yes, really I can see that. his own character until Ragnarok. He doesn't really feel like Chris. Chris Hemsworth himself said he wasn't really feeling the role as much until Ragnarok. You know, gave him a new, renewed sense of, uh, I guess, excitement for the role. Yeah, and I think that's one of the most annoying things as well. Is like when you when you like rewatched Avengers a couple of days ago, and he he has elements. Of comedic, of comedic moments in that film yeah. and when he does he really does shine like the moment where he's talking about uh, have care how you speak Loki as well as God he's my brother and they're like he's killed like 80 people in two days he's like he's adopted Yeah, love is really funny and then you get to 4-2 and he's this serious guy again with a couple of elements put in but it doesn't really work and then you get to Avengers 2 and they, he starts to have a few more comedic moments and you just want to go just just get him into the element because clearly it works for his character yeah I um, like... and I, that's what like Fort Ragnarok did so well it actually found it actually found what we all love for to be now I think without Ragnarok we wouldn't have had the moment you know in Infinity War where he turns up and says bring me Thanos mm. and you have the music blaring I don't think we would have had as much of a an impact like a jump out your seat moment oh yeah that's... if we hadn't had Ragnarok yeah that Infinity War moment is for me I like I like the the Bring Me Thanos, uh, yeah, whatever is it? Bring Me Thanos is what he says, yeah. Yeah. I watched it recently. I should fucking know. Um, but it's it's not that moment that gets me. It's that you know when obviously the first off the uh, the the axe comes through, Stormbreaker does his does its thing, and it's when it returns oh. to him and it just you know the the Bifrost disappears. That's when it's that's that's the moment yeah. that gets me, and like the music hits its peak. Like he has become one of my. I've always loved Cap and Spidey as my favourites, but Four's now up there as a joint oh, yeah. favourite for me. I I love and I love the fact I love the journey. I feel like Four goes on the the biggest journey in the MCU or one of the biggest journeys in the MCU. Even though he's like especially in the thousands of his age as well. Exactly, and, <laughs> and just... even if you just look at even if you just look at Ragnarok, Infinity War, and Endgame, 
Do you know what I mean? He goes from his comedic character to a character full of vengeance to a quite depressed, mentally sick character who feels like he's not worthy anymore. Yeah. And I love I love that moment in um in in, in Endgame where he gets the hammer and he goes, I'm still worthy and it's yeah. like even though he's down and he's he's got all these problems and he doesn't feel great, he's it shows that you are still yeah. worthy. You are still a hero and I yeah, I think Thor's He's he's getting to a point now where he's becoming the most relatable for me, which is weird because he's a Norse god. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm a god, but you yeah, know. Thor, they, Thor, Thor changed a lot, and he's become yeah so much better. Like I enjoy him a lot more. I'm really looking forward to uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited for that film, especially now I started filming. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, they are, I know, they, just yeah, that so good, man. I'm really excited for that. I like probably the one I'm most well no, I think Eternals is the one I'm most excited for but see for me it's Spider-Man 3 because I'm I'm just a big Spidey fanboy anyway but oh yeah I'm excited I'm excited for this this obviously with the rumours of Tom McGuire and Andrew Garfield coming back and I'm excited for a, a live action Spider-Verse at first when I first said it I was a bit I was a bit like uh, you know does it need it but but now I've got to a point where I'm like I think I'll be a bit disappointed if it doesn't happen I was more. I'm still of the mind where I would have liked them to do something more with, to do a like a third film, for Tom Holland, and then done the Spider Verse film. Yeah, I think the safe thing to say is though is that, I think Holland will be in this role f- for a long time to come. Oh yeah. Past Spider Man three, um, so I think he'll he'll get his Spider Man four whereas Maguire didn't, um. But it it will be imagine sitting man imagine sitting in the cinema, Spider Man's down and out in his luck, and you hear the the theme from the two thousand and two Spider Man film, and then Maguire walks up, uh, and then Garfield walks up, and they team up. I would I I think I'd genuinely cry. It would be a really cool moment. Like I I'm still like oh yeah I'm looking forward to it as it as a, as like spider-man film yeah i'm really looking forward to it i'm hoping that they they manage they manage it well because you know sony have been haven't been great in the past with how they you know manage the bigger casts with their spider-man films and you know we'll see how it yeah. we'll see how it how it ends up it's exciting but yeah i'm still looking forward to eternals more just because i'm looking forward to seeing more newer things yeah i want to i want to see like a trailer for oh, eternals yeah, yeah, i, I want to I kind of I want something to get my appetite going. Do you know what I mean? I am excited for it purely for a cast. The casting is insane it's, for that film. It's a lot of the things I've heard about it as well, like how they used a lot of real locations, even though it's set like in on alien worlds and stuff like that, apparently. Yeah. And it's things like that that get me excited. And the uh, the director, I think it's uh, Chloe Zhao. I don't know how you say her last name. I'm not too sure. But, I, um, I, think, I think that's possibly how you say it. Yeah. Um... Apparently she's an amazing filmmaker. I still need to see Nomadland. Yeah, I've only heard I've only heard amazing things about that film. Yeah, same. Um, so I and she's she's talked up how she was given so much freedom with this film, and it's like, what's this going to be like? And a lot of people were talking about the reason why Eternals was kept in the November release date was because they want to try and gear it up for an Oscar campaign. Oh, of Apparently. course, yeah. Like, you don't, maybe don't take you know take that for 
like that's a that's a rock spocking two spike and mark Ryan's exclusive everybody now, i saw that so, in a lot of ages ago that's where i got that from ep but... nah episode episode zero we've got an exclusive eternals is going for the oscar nominations and if it's wrong just find connor on twitter <laughs> and tell him he's wrong i'm always right um we this has gone very off off like track <laughs> I feel like I feel like before it we were like let's maybe we should stick to one division and we've just gone over the MCU and DC as a whole. Pretty much, yeah. I remember I had a point I wanted to make earlier that I don't. I remember the point. I'm not going to go back to it because it's like that was ages ago in the conversation. But and um, we can wrap, we can jump back into onto one division and I want to talk about something I text uh, texted to you earlier actually, which was about that episode, episode five had what had the scene where uh, the kids have found a dog and then by the end of the episode the dog's found dead in a bush sad yeah. sorry um but <laughs> sadness but um and then um the kids are like oh but you can you know bring it back from the dead and i like what i like about that scene as well is that agnes is very much like oh really you can do that and obviously everyone's speculating that agnes has got something to do with this mm. and um a lot of people i saw someone saying that maybe her husband is like the devil well yeah there's there's a lot of there's a lot of theories that he's um mephisto from yeah. the comics yeah and i i and she's like his his wife or sister something Some like slave that or something. someone that works for him <laughs> yeah but um so i could i could definitely see that and i got something from when agnes her reaction to wanda can bring people back from the dead which wanda's like oh i can't um, which I kind of can she or can't she because like Vision because we, we have that brief moment in episode 4 where we see Vision without the, the facade and he's like got the, the giant hole in his head essentially yeah and he is you know he is still a dead body that's being controlled by a wonder and obviously is he alive is he gonna be I think that's I think that's the that's the ultimate question of the series as well because I think I think it depends on who actually is behind everything if it ends up being wanda then obviously the question is yes she she might be able to raise the dead and will they use that to keep vision in the mcu for a bit longer but then it's also if it's someone like mephisto then obviously it's that it's him that's raised from the dead but i do think it also that point does lead to the question of will they is vision just going to be for this series and they they do the thing that we're all expecting and she has to accept her grief and move on at the end of it or do they find a way to keep vision and bring him back permanently in some yeah. way i saw I, I can't remember the exact quotes i can't remember exactly what was said but it was something about how in a lot of films it's always about especially with uh, when with female with women as main characters there's a lot of they have to leave this thing aside so they can have this thing there's always a lot of that with women characters mm. how they can't just have you know happiness essentially they always have to have this big struggle and all that kind of thing so i would like to see wanda get everything she wants by the end of this this uh, yeah I've, i'm really but, feeling for wanda at the moment but then from if i'm looking at it from a story standpoint i don't think they're going to do that because of how it ties into doctor strange and how yeah and I think it's also the question of is she going to be an antagonist in that film yeah. or is it going to be more of a case of because something me and uh, another friend was talking about earlier is that by bringing, by bringing Quicksilver from the X-Men films 
in. Maybe she's done something um, like there's a crack in the multiverse, yeah. almost like you know in in Doctor Who they have the crack in all the time, right? Uh, big Doctor Who fan, I have to can't <laughs> the, go an episode about the saying crack it. Or they couldn't decide what it was every time they brought it up. But yeah, carry on. <laughs> yeah, that one. That one. Yeah, facts bad. But um, like it's people are saying that maybe bringing bringing Quicksilver in is part of the antagonist's overall plan of kind of cracking this multiverse and the longer yeah. he's there the more cracked it becomes so by the end of WandaVision she's not actually an antagonist but it's now a question of she, Doctor Strange comes in the last minute of WandaVision and goes you know this is all this this universe is cracked and they need you to come and help us basically um, is that is that what the madness is representing in Doctor Strange 2 or is it that Wanda becomes absolutely insane <laughs> yeah that's very true I um, what was gonna say, back to something I had a thought about Vision. Um, Vision obviously he knows something's going, something's wrong with this world that they're in. Yeah. And we assume that Wanda's behind everything at the moment. So yes. Vision is still thinking independently of Wanda, if she's still in control. Like, is she in? Con- that's what. That's where the question comes is. Is she actually in control? Because if she's in control, then surely Vision would be under her control. Right. Yeah. He's well, maybe she's not independently. Then. Yeah, he's he's because he's accusing Wanda of having something to do with it. And that's that's when I my other theory of that's why I don't think Wanda's behind it because I do think she's being influenced to stay there by having the thought of Vision alive grounding her. Yeah. And there's a, there's a bit where they're in episode five and they're arguing, and she sa- he says, "Let me help you." And she's like, "You have to let me deal with this." Yeah. Almost as if she doesn't want him discovering that he's actually dead. And oh, yeah, I, he's he's definitely not under her spell, that's for sure. But maybe maybe she's got the rest of the town under her spell to to kind of keep up the illusion for Vision. Yeah, possibly. <clears throat> There's just so many. There's just so many possibilities oh, yeah. in the show. It's like, um, are you saying like? So what do you think that someone else has brought uh, Evan Peters Quicksilver into this? Yeah, I think I think I know. There's some theories saying maybe it's her subconscious that's done it, but I think she's so shocked when he she opens the door. Yeah. Usually in the show, at the moment when something happens, it doesn't really phase her too much. She kind of goes yeah, on with exactly. it but this seems like a genuine departure to what she's come to realize is this world yeah and i, I think that whoever's at play has brought in quicksilver um as a way to kind of again keep her on board and keep her kind of emotionally great it's given her everything she wants yeah, because clearly true. like, like and it's like yeah it's like kevin feige says wanda <laughs> is the strongest avenger she could have killed Thanos. do you know what i mean and even in this episode you see how she you want her on your side and if she goes against you you're not in for a great time yeah and i th- I think having these emotional ties to this world is keeping her on side with with the ultimate yeah. antagonist whoever he may be on that I, there was that moment obviously in the episode where apparently everyone seems to know what happened in avengers endgame um yeah where apparently Mo- uh, monica rambo is just like oh you know she came closest to killing thanos if he didn't bomb everything and then I loved um, it's Jimmy Woo, isn't it? Is it Jimmy Woo? 
Yes, Jimmy yeah. Woo. I love Jimmy Woo. Uh, he's great. Rand- I love Randall Park. Um, but when he comes back saying, I don't know, Captain Marvel came pretty close. I love that. That like they could, you know, because those two, they are the strongest Avengers. I don't care. Do yeah, bros come after me? I love Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah, they're they're you know, don't say what you want. You know, Thor's great. Cap's great. Bailey's great. Black Panther's great. But Wanda and Captain Marvel are the, the Avengers that came closest. Yeah. To stopping Thanos, and oh, maybe yeah. apart from under them would probably be Cap Four and Iron Man because they all managed to draw some blood oh, yeah. from Thanos. The, the only, um, yeah, the only people that came close to actually beating them alone, I mean, Thor did because he had the you know he threw Stormbreaker into Thanos' chest. Yeah, of course. Um, but it was yeah because uh, Wanda would have done it if he hadn't started bombing everything, and. Um, Captain Marvel would have done it if he hadn't uh, taken the uh, power stone out of his glove. That was probably baller move. When that he was did great. That no, well. that's that just shows how like how you know how much he. Th- I guess I was about to say how much he thinks, but <laughs> how much of a tactical mind he kind of has. Like he can ad- adapt yeah. to 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 beat them. But I I still love that moment with Captain Marvel. I I love Captain Marvel. I'm a big Captain Marvel fan. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. I I'm mean, I love Captain to you. Marvel. I'm apologising to anyone listening that might hate Brie Larson because I love Brie Larson. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love Captain Marvel's character. I really like Brie Larson, who plays her. Yeah, she's great. I wasn't. I've only seen the solo film once, and I wasn't overly fond. I enjoyed it, but that was where it did become a little formulaic, formulaic for me. It does. No, it does but, have that. Like, um, but I will. I, I am looking it. forward to rewatching it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to rewatching it now. I've seen Endgame. I, really, I feel like yeah. I'd appreciate it more. I'm really looking forward to um, the next Captain Marvel film because it's going to have more yes. going for it than that one did. That one felt very... It does feel by the books. Um, yeah, it feels very phase one, set up the superhero Yeah, for me. And with uh, Nia DaCosta is directing the next one. Yes, she is. Uh, She's also doing the new Candyman as well. Yeah. Not a Marvel film, but that's that looks really good. <laughs> and then Ms. Marvel and Monica Rambeau are both gonna be in um, Captain Marvel two. Yeah, Phase Four is looking. Phase Four is looking good, man. It's looking. It's looking really strong. I think that they haven't said whether or not the films that come after some of those are gonna be Phase Four or Phase Five, though, have they? Yeah, they've <laughs> not officially said where Phase Four ends. And where Phase Five begins, technically, we don't really know yeah. anything in Phase Five. We have to assume that this is all Phase Four. Yeah. Also, did you see? Um, I can't. I'll try and find it. Uh, but there was a. I think the writer announced for the Blade movie. Oh, um, I can't remember if it was off the top of my head now. I did see it though, which is obviously uh, not. It's the Watchmen writer. Ah, that was it. Um, Stacy yeah. Osei Kufour. I don't know how you say that. Fan- I mean, <clears throat> fantastic choice. Yeah, she. Um... Watchmen. Watchmen was meant to. I've only seen a couple of episodes, but it was very strong. I know, but I know people that said that it was one yeah. of the strongest series to come s- on TV for a long time. I'm seeing this this Hollywood Reporter article say um, that it, referring to it as Blade the Vampire Slayer. Nice. So is that what? I guess I like that's that. what it's going to be called, or I guess Blade is a vampire slayer. So maybe that's why they're saying that. We don't know. Well, I don't, guess I, I guess they'll know. call it that because, yeah, I guess I guess because the original blades were just called blade, blade two, blade three. So yeah. well, blade, blade one, blade two, blade trinity. It. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's why they're going to call it blade the vampire slayer maybe. to kind of 
differentiate. Yeah. Oh. Uh, that's exciting though. She uh, uh, wrote on Watchmen, and I've heard that's very good. So yeah. It's just it's just comic comic book, the comic book universe and comic book films have just got so many good things coming up. I'm just oh, excited, man. I'm excited to talk about them all as well. And did you? We, yeah. Did we... you see? Um, it was com- uh, announced that um, Ryan Coogler is going to be working on a Wakanda series for Disney Plus. Yes, I think that's a fantastic choice as well. Yeah, he's um. Well, he It'll be interesting a... to explore Wakanda. Yeah. He signed a deal with um, his company signed a deal with Disney to have like exclusive rights to stuff in that. So he's going to be producing oh, okay. other things as well, not just uh, Marvel. <clears throat> it'll be it'll be very interesting to see the side to Wakanda that's not yeah royal based. Do you know I, what I mean? I'm looking I am I'm looking forward to see what he does with Black Panther too. I have faith in him because he's a great filmmaker. Yeah. yeah, same. I'm very I'm very excited. I mean obviously it's devastating that Chadwick Boseman's yes. not with yeah. us anymore, but um I am still excited that I'm very happy they're not recasting him or CGI him or anything like that. <laughs> Because I think that honours the performance he had, he gave yeah. more. It, yeah, it'd be wrong um, if they did anything like that. I think they can give the mantle to someone else, but they can't give the role of T'Challa to someone else. Yeah, I think I think they're going to find a suitable way of honouring him. Yeah. Um. And but and and finding a way to move forward in this particular part of this universe, which I'm excited to see as well. And there's so many great characters in that universe already. I can't wait to Bring see Martin Freeman back. become the Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> that was just it was it was the accent which wasn't good. That's the only bit I don't like about that film is why is he there? He's not needed. No, it, it, I think that's a, that's a very good point. Isn't wasn't it that Everett Ross is actually in Black Panther comics as well though? Oh yeah, he might be actually. And may- maybe it yeah, was just be to right. be like, let's just have the one white guy, if- even though Andy Serkis was there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I don't mind him so much being there. Like I like Martin Freeman, so I love Martin Freeman, but I just don't think the accent works. I don't think it's very good. His American accent. Yeah. It's off-putting, but I think it's because we're so used to his British accent. As British. Yeah, maybe. I think <laughs> I'm too used to him in like The Hobbit and Sherlock and. Um, the office and uh, all manner of things. Also, just for any listeners, I'm allowed to like uh, like the fact that there's a white actor in an almost all black film because oh, I'm Jesus. not white. So there we go. We just throw that in there and uh, episode zero. <laughs> I'm I'm of Indian descent, so yeah. Quick, tell them also your national insurance number while we're at it. I don't know that off my heart, mate. <laughs> I think it starts it's with just... a, a letter. <laughs> I, I think yeah I, I, I'm liking episode 0 this should definitely be episode 0 oh yeah episode episode 1 will be we'll do a proper intro and we'll do a proper like topic of sort yeah. but this is this is basically what our podcast is going to be yeah we'll, we'll try and find more structure as time goes on I guess yeah but this was just, just a, we were just throwing we haven't we also haven't spoken to each other in months like Exactly. Not over the phone. Yeah. We haven't spoken to each other in a long we've time. Got, we've got so much that we know we want to talk about in these upcoming episodes. We've got loads of topics. There's loads of things that we're going to end up talking about. Do you know what I mean? There's loads of films yeah. that we're both interested in, TV, um, and it gives us a chance to catch up as well. I'm... And it's it's going to be fun, I think. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I know we both said that we wanted to maybe do something 
uh, related to uh, Kong Godzilla. Yes, hundred percent. We'll we'll, uh, we'll rewatch the uh, the previous films in this series and then talk about them maybe. Yeah, hundred. I've been meaning to rewatch uh, the Godzilla films for a while actually, I've, and the I, Kong film. I think Godzilla from twenty fourteen is probably fresh enough in my head. I probably will rewatch it. Same with Kong Skull Island. I'll, I've seen that a couple of times, so I'll probably rewatch it. I just uh, ordered uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters. Nice. So when that comes, I will watch that again. <laughs> well, you never know. That might that might even be episode one, episode one or two. <laughs> so I keep forgetting. You'll forget have to episode zero. You'll have to wait to you'll have to wait to find out. Very very wait very wait very wait to find out. <laughs> I mean, we won't because we'll we'll record these regularly. We're, we're going to record it tomorrow yeah. and release it in a month. No, I'm, we're not doing that. <laughs> we'll probably do what we're doing now. Um, I don't have a re- we don't have a release schedule. We don't know if we're doing this weekly or bi-weekly. No, I think yeah, I think at the moment it's very um, take as it goes. I think I think possibly we. I think it all depends on timing as well. We live in yeah. a world now that's very all over the place and there's a lot going on in, in both of our lives as well mm-hmm. but um we're gonna this, this podcast is also a time for us to because we are best mates to, to sit down and just chat about everything we really love yeah. so hopefully it'll be weekly there might be some times where we say you know you have to wait a couple of weeks for a for a next episode but that's just because we've got personal things going on but we'll we'll update you when it comes to all of that uh, um but harry where can they find us our updates oh Oh, I love that segue. That was great. <laughs> I shouldn't have commented on it, but that was that was fantastic. Oh, that's fine. Okay, well, I... my segue. I like writing my segue. <laughs> uh, well, I am uh, at the Doc Eighty One on Twitter. I am also. I also have a blog that I've. Uh, I started at the start of lockdown, which I'm very much getting into and trying to build a, a, more of a platform for. Which I'll uh, put this podcast on as well. Uh, that's called the Review Lab. So you can find that on Facebook and Instagram, and you can also find uh, you can go to thereviewlab.org, and uh, you'll be able to explore the website. I do things from film, TV reviews, thoughts and theories, doc- a lot of Doctor Who on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, where can they where can they find you, Mister Mister um, Connor, Mister Rock? I I technically have two Twitter accounts. I recently just set up one that was going to be purely for things I make and do, writing and stuff. So follow that one, which is just at Connor Nagi. Connor spelled double N O R. Nagi spell N-A-G-I uh, very simple because not many people have that name, I actually just, that's just my app, Connor Nagi um, you'll be able to find my blog my Twitch and my other Twitter account from that Twitter account my blog is on WordPress and I just do a couple of film reviews every week and I've been doing that for over two years, so well you stick with it, and I mean I always look at it um, there's a, I've added a few films to my list yeah. thanks to your Thanks for your blog series. I have only watched one film this week for next week's post. So, <laughs> oh, what's that? Do you want to try uh, and give me? I watched. Stop chewing my comics. My cat's chewing my comics. One second. I didn't I know that was a. That was a. I watched a Upgrade. Oh, I need to watch that. It's, yeah, I need to watch it's that. It's all right. It's all right. I I think a lot of people have talked it up too much. I liked it though, but it wasn't amazing. Okay. It was good. Okay. You'll find well, an actual review on my blog. Uh, if you want to find my blog, now he's chewing a, my Marvel Encyclopedia. Fucking hell. Um, Podcast my, exclusive, folks. My blog, love my, my blog is uh, just www.connorjnagi.wordpress.com. 
because I don't have my own domain yet. <laughs> nice. But I only do it for fun. I don't. I sometimes do other posts every now and then, but not really. And that's that's pretty much everything. I have. Don't follow me on Instagram. <laughs> and don't friend me on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, don't uh, don't come to our homes. That'd be lovely. Yeah, do not come to my home in. Uh, I'm not going to give an address. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening to our unofficial episode. Unofficial official episode zero. Talking let's about, call it. Talking about thank you for listening. Did we want to do a? What have we been up? To, what have we read or watched or seen recently? Yeah, you know. Yeah, you know what? Let's, <laughs> let's treat, just keep let's this guy as well. <laughs> let's let's uh, let's add one more. So, what uh, just before we go? What have you been? Have you been watching, reading anything? What have you um, been looking at recently? I recently just started the third book in the in the recent Thrawn series, mm. Thrawn Treason, I think it's called. By Timothy nice. Timothy Zahn. I've only read the first chapter at the moment, and that was a week ago. But um, it's a good series. It's 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 alright. I like the I like Timothy Timothy Zahn's writing style, and I like Thrawn how he's written in that. Um, it's a good book, a good series of books. Maybe don't read one after the other. Maybe take a break and read something else in between each one. Otherwise, you're just going to burn out. Okay, um, that's fair. Because they are very much written the same. Yeah, but. That's what I read, sort of, and I've just been rewatching Parks and Recreation because it was recently added to Netflix. Ah, oh, nice! I, I, get into that. I love that show so much. So that's what I've been. Uh, that's what I've been watching, and then films that I watch. But I've already I watched Upgrade last night. That's. <laughs> but yeah, yeah you... that's good. I need to watch. Well, I've been. Um, sorry, I blanked out for a second there. That's fine. I need to. <laughs> I need to. I don't need to. I've been reading the new Star Wars High Republic book. Oh, yeah. Um, which is set about a thousand years before Phantom Menace. I'm about halfway through that at the moment, which oh, I'm really sweet. enjoying. It's kind of seeing the origins of, well, not the origins, but the early days of the Jedi and how they differ from what we know. That's been really interesting to read. I'll definitely jump on that. Um, films, again, I've not really been watching too many at the moment. I've got a lot on my list, so I want to watch Malcolm and Marie this week. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of Netflix. The main show I'd say I've been watching is a show called Superstore on Netflix. I, s- um, I saw that I, advertised. I haven't, I, as in, I saw it on there, but I haven't read into it. It's really good fun. It's basically it's very Brooklyn Nine Nine esque in okay. tone and comedy, but instead of being set in a in a police department, it's set in a retail superstore. <laughs> and um, especially if you've worked in retail at any point, you can really relate as you watch it. There's definitely elements of it that give me some some post-traumatic stress um and there's other bits you see and you laugh at and it's just it's just really wholesome to be honest seeing the day-to-day lives of this this imaginary people in this imaginary store that's cool but, um, sounds, that sounds yeah, interesting that's, yeah that's the main thing i'll be watching i think i'll, I'll definitely have a lot more to say next time i'll have to go away and watch some proper stuff um <laughs> this week maybe i'll go watch the godzilla films again but maybe I watched the old one with uh, the guy who was Inspector Gadget at that time. Can't remember. Matthew Broderick. Maybe I watched the Matthew Broderick Godzilla. You're going to watch 98 Godzilla? Ugh. I'll give it a jolly good go. No. Never. Well, you can find out if I did next time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. 
Is that but yeah. that everything? I think that's I think that's yeah. I mean, is that the end of this meeting? I mean, what's what's uh, funny is that um, there won't be there probably won't be any time codes in any sort of description on anything because we're not doing that because <laughs> this this just went in every possible direction. We started talking about one division th- and we ended talking about one division. So <laughs> I think it's a, it's a good it's a good kind of view overview of different opinions we might have and yeah. what they can expect. I guess we'll try some more structure this is episode yeah, zero sure. so this is more this is more to see if this works yeah i'd say it works personally i think it works and to see if we can actually where you'll find us i would like to say you'll find us where you find your podcasts but we're, we're not 100 percent sure just yet <laughs> we'll no see fingers what crossed happens. for spotify is the we're going for spotify with... you, uh you'll definitely find it on our blogs yep that we've already mentioned um and yeah uh spotify maybe itunes because you do it the same way so nice so oh, yeah, we'll yeah. have more information on that In, very soon we hope you enjoyed rambles from me connor and me mr spock yeah and this is this is episode zero of rock spock and two smoking microphones Thank you so much for listening to our listening to our babble for the past hour. Um, we hope you enjoyed it very much, and yeah. we look forward to speaking to you all again. Yeah, it's very nice, very nice ending. Look forward to speaking to you. Very again. nice ending. <laughs> we look forward to speaking into your earholes once more. Ah, you made a weird. farewell, children. Farewell. Bye. Bye.